The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Fan 680 and 937. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Let them wow you. Understand they do a good job of that. DT in the house, road dog ready to go, and so am I. Let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big take. Thank goodness for the Atlanta Braves. Otherwise, sports fans in this city. We'd be hung out to dry. The Falcons have been losers for five long years now. The Hawks let us down again last night. They woke up this morning with a losing record and may as well go ahead and wave the white flag on this season. Not even an $8 million a year head coach can get this team turned around. Apparently, we're not big enough or physical enough to stand up to the heat. Now back to the Falcons. It's another big decision day. Can we get it right? I got very little confidence of that. Are we tagging McGarry? Are we in the market for a new right tackle? Are we all in on Lamar Jackson? Can we get the free agency and the draft done right? The trend says no. Again, thank goodness for our Atlanta Braves. At least we have one pro team in this town that we can count on. And there's your big take. As we get this show started on Tuesday morning, got caught up out there in the break room talking to the uh, locker room. As yeah, they they're were always exiting. holding you up. I noticed that. What was Joe Ham yelling at you about? Well, we were, you know, talking about the uh, the Falcons, what they should do. Got a lot going on with that Falcons. So talking. it wasn't a pleasant conversation. Uh, just trying to uh, judge the room, see what they were thinking uh, as far as I uh, got a lot of things the Falcons could be doing. And as I just mentioned in the big take there, what direction are we going to take? Because apparently the uh, the Saints have figured out what they're doing. And look, as a Falcons man, I never want to see the Saints get it done right. But apparently the Saints have a new franchise quarterback and four-time Pro Bowl QB Derek Carr. Nine years with the Raiders. And the Saints swoop in. Sign him to a four-year, $150 million deal. Got $100 million guaranteed. $37.5 million a year. A $60 million signing bonus. Man, I could use one of those right now. Uh, The Saints, though, I know a lot of people are going ahead, especially in New Orleans, down in Cajun country. They are already penciling the Saints in 
as being back, uh, being the leader, uh, the, the team that will emerge as the team to beat in the NFC South? Because they've now got a, fran- a legitimate franchise quarterback. A guy that can play at a pretty high level. Now, they've got some other things they got to get done here. they got to fix that offensive line. And I'm sure Derek Carr was asking them about that. Hey, man, what are you going to do about my protection? Can you shore up this offensive line? Because it needs a, a remake. Running back, uh, Alvin Kamara, what, what's the deal? Is he going to be available or is he going to be in jail? He is a big-time threat at the running back position. But he's in a heap of trouble right now, beating up that dude out in Las Vegas. Wonder what's going to happen with that. And then apparently their wide receiver number one, their go-to guy, Michael Thomas, he was a a big fan of the signing yesterday. I think he uh, tweeted out, thank goodness, something along those lines. As far as the Saints signing Derek Carr to that contract. Are they the new favorites in the NFC South? What do you think, these? DT. Uh, yeah, I figured they would be immediately. I mean, with the Derek Carr signing, absolutely. I mean, it's really the only real legitimate quarterback starting in the NFL or starting in the NFC South that has you know more than I'll well, just look, a little bit of Well, the Panthers don't have an option at quarterback right now. Yeah. They're desperate for a quarterback. They're looking for a quarterback in the draft. They want to move up and grab one of these top three guys. So they are in the process of getting it figured out. So are we here in Atlanta with the Falcons. I know a lot of the fan base is all over Ritter. Me, not so much. What will we do at the quarterback position, looking to figure that out? And then the Buccaneers are going to go away for a little bit. So say, I was just about to ask, how do you feel about what maybe Kyle Trask being that the starting quarterback for? Slow as peanut things. butter. <laughs> They're, uh, the uh, Buccaneers, go ahead and expect Tampa to go away for a little bit. They're going to have to uh, break it down and, and then rebuild it. So a lot riding on what the Falcons are going to do. What is uh, Mr. Fontenot going to get done? Because we need him to get it right. McGarry's the only option for a franchise tag, Buck, is, would you agree? Yeah, and typically, you look at the Falcons, we have not done that franchise tag, but just a, a time or two through the year. It seems like it was more like popular that. 10 years ago in the NFL. seems like almost every team was using a franchise tag nearly every year. But, yeah, we've only seen a handful so far this, uh, this offseason. So you don't like that price tag for McGarry at that? Uh, well... You might have to do it for a year. I'd be okay doing that for one year. And that's the point of the franchise tag, right? It's a Band-Aid. It's a stopgap. We'll, you don't have to address that we'll pick, for a year. We'll pick this up next season, right? We'll we'll see how you play. Because you played awful wanna... well in a contract season. We're in the NFL, and, and I know Arthur Smith wants to lead with a run game, and, I, and that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, in the National Football League and professional football, you got to throw the football around. So, therefore, I don't want an offensive tackle that can't pass block effectively. I mean, I I don't want to uh, have a guy, all he can do well is run block. So, that's my problem with McGarry. But if you're going, let's say, with uh, the Falcons taking the top-rated cornerback in the draft at eight, and you're trying to pick up an offensive tackle later in the draft. I don't like that scenario there. So I would 
I would be okay with with uh, tagging McGarry for one year. I understand that corner is a need, absolutely. Uh, but this Again, team, we're in a passing league. Well, yeah, absolutely. And we got one good corner. You need all the corners you can get. Absolutely, well, you need at least two or three. Absolutely. I've but I've just seen this team built seemingly from the outside in a little too often. Well, again, first round, you got a lot of times, man, you're you're better off going with the best available player. You take the best player on the board. Is that going to be a quarterback? If you're, if you're looking at a position and then, well, possibly. I mean, you got the top-rated guy. I mean, if you're going edge rush here, you're going to get the, uh, what, the third-rated guy. It can get pretty complicated out there. I just want the Falcons to get it right for a change. Is that asking too much? Seriously. Is it asking too much for our team to make some good quality decisions and get us out of this rut? I don't think it's asking too much. And uh, it's not asking too much for you to check out our array of fine podcasts that we have, go to thepodcastpark.com. It's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Right now, Bucks beat up. I'm talking Braves spring training storylines with Dale Murphy, the legend. You can get some other great ones out there, too. The Braves Country Podcast. You got Hardball with Domino, Frozen Rope with McAlpin. Get these and all of our podcasts at thepodcastpark.com or um, at the Podcast Park, or you can find it at Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast coming back on the other side man we're diving deeper into this falcons talk so stick around for that lamar jackson will he be available we will know by the end of the well close to the end of the business day today we'll talk about it next blue show here on the fan 680 and 937 the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds go to worthybonds.com backslash save that's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Got the Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 93-7, 404-231-1680, the number. Always appreciate you calling in. And thanks for listening, 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on the fan, 680 and 93-7. Gorgeous day today. It's a shame we don't have the chili dip open. T 
teeing off today. Supposed to play on Friday at Bears Best Atlanta, kicking off the golf season. Annual Chili Dip Open, benefiting First Tee Metro Atlanta. First big-time golf tournament of 23. One of Atlanta's finest courses. My home course, Bears Best in Swanee. And want to thank some of our great sponsors, uh, even though the weather doesn't look real good on Friday. But I want to thank the sponsors anyway. We got Bears Best, Tito's <clears throat> Handmade Vodka, Kroger, Guffey's Menswear of Atlanta since 1963, making sure the men around town are dressing sharp. Anderson Power Services, Corona Beer, PGA Tour Superstore, Chili Dip Open, hopefully. Coming up on Friday, we've got my team set, and I've gone and also uh, found some extra, as we say here in the South, umbrellas. Let's talk a little Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood, and guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, all eyes on Baltimore today as the franchise tag deadline coming up at 4 o'clock. Lamar Jackson, will he be available or will he not? Ravens Executive Vice President Ozzie Newsom telling Bernie Kosar on his podcast yesterday they're going to negotiate up until 3.30 this afternoon. And then, if needed, use the franchise tag, the deadline at 4 o'clock. Now, look, they've been negotiating for, as I understand it, 25 months. So over two years, they've been negotiating with their franchise quarterback, Lamar Jackson. They're reportedly not even close to getting a deal done. So I'm just going to go with the idea, what makes you think... They're going to finally come to a deal before 4 o'clock today. They've been negotiating for two years. That tells me they're not getting a deal done. And they're going to tag him with that non-exclusive franchise tag of $32.4 million, which would allow other teams like the Falcons to negotiate a contract with Lamar. And I'm just guessing, look, if Arthur Blank and his uh, 15 former general managers and Terry Fontenot, I probably fudged on that number a little bit. It just seems like they've got that many former general managers up there. A lot of uh, lieutenants working for Mr. Blank. They, uh, the Falcons are in a spot where they've been doing a lot of losing since Matt and Julio left town. Five years in a row, the Falcons have had a losing record. You've got 80% of those seats down at MBS are empty on Sunday afternoon during the football season. They need to win, and they need to win right now. Fontenot and Arthur Smith going into their third season. They better show us something. And they're also in the entertainment business. Lamar Jackson, I hope he's available this afternoon. I hope the Falcons can negotiate a legitimate contract with Lamar Jackson and get him in here. 
And Dan Orlovsky of ESPN certainly thinks that, you know, the Ravens aren't going to be able to lock him down. Lamar has been everything for this organization since the first time, since they drafted him in the first round. From his perspective, since they've drafted him, Kyler Murray got $190 million guaranteed. Deshaun Watson, coming off of awful off-the-field allegations, got $230-plus million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. And Tua Tungavailoa got Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs. Lamar Jackson's going to get the non-exclusive franchise tag, and they drafted Rashad Bateman? What? How can Lamar sit there and be okay with that situation? Yeah, and I'm with Dan on this one. Look, the Ravens have had the worst offensive coordinator in the league running Lamar Jackson's offense. Now, they finally got rid of him and hired Todd Monken. And I wonder what Monken was thinking when he took the job, not knowing whether Lamar Jackson would be there or not. He must have really wanted to get out of Athens. So we're waiting on 4 o'clock today. See what the Ravens are going to do with Lamar. You know, I really think Lamar would have been back with that Ravens team last season if he didn't want to get out of there. He's had enough. He's thrown his hands up. I'm done with Baltimore, done with the Ravens, want to move on, want a fresh start. Quarterbacks all over the league, like Orlovsky's talking about, are getting these big deals. They've been lowballing him, Stephen A. would say, lowballing him for years now. They've negotiated for 25 months, got nothing done. How legitimate do you think it is that they'll put the non-exclusive tag on him? Because in a lot of ways, that's putting it up, putting your hands in the air, saying, all right, come get him, NFL. Well, I think it's the way to go. I mean, you're going to have a disgruntled guy if they put the exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson. He may not show up. And there are one of these NFL insiders talking about that overnight. I think it was Peter King saying, what makes you think if they throw the exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson that he's going to show up and play football for you this year? He's going to hold out. Hold out, man. So I think the smart thing for the Ravens to do is to throw that non-exclusive tag on him today where he can negotiate with other teams. I mean, let's say none of the other teams step up with the contract Lamar is looking for. He might be more inclined to then sign the long-term deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Let's say that a team like the Falcons steps up and they say, we're going to give you the multi-year, long-term, guaranteed, big-money contract that you deserve, and we're going to plug and play you here in Atlanta, baby. The fan base is going to go crazy. We're going to sell season tickets. We're going to put fannies in the seats. We're going to get rid of this five-year losing streak that we've got. It's going to be awesome. Well, I don't mind that price price tag, Buck. I think you know it's they they make that two first round picks. They make that the compensation in a lot of ways to say you know it's going to cost you to come and take this player away for for a franchise quarterback. I'll give you two first round picks in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, and that's what the uh, the Ravens would. Uh, that's why they would put the non exclusive tag on him. They don't want to sign him to a big money contract, guaranteed money. If another team wants to do that, hey, we'll just take your two first-round picks plus the other picks we're going to negotiate in a contract, and we'll move on to Anthony Richardson, let's say. A couple of other thoughts out there. And Road Dog uh, getting me some of this information on social media that was dropping. Miles Garrett 
Now, I was thinking, Road Dog, when you sent me this, I was thinking, yeah, I'd love to have Miles Garrett at defensive end in a Falcons uniform. But then I saw, no, it was a media member, Miles Garrett, saying the Falcons' sources were telling this media member, Miles Garrett, the Falcons would take Jalen Carter at number eight, eighth pick of the first round. If he was available, that if Carter has fallen, they would take him at eight. I'm on board, Buck. Let me just say I would not. Sound like you're not. Yeah, I would not take Jalen Carter at eight. Nor do I anticipate the Falcons taking him at eight. Falcons typically don't take Georgia players. They've been in business for over 50 years. They've never taken a Georgia player first round. Why would they start now? In my hesitation on Jalen Carter, you know, uh, Carter, he lost me when the revelation came down uh, during the, that he was drag racing the car that, where we lost two Georgia Bulldogs. Devin Willock, Chandler LaCroix, lost their lives. And Jalen Carter kept on driving. That's when Carter lost me. He didn't stop. He didn't pull over. He didn't run down there to see if he could help. He kept on driving. He lost me at that moment. When that information became available. So I would not take Jalen Carter at number eight. Because of that. You're going to invest millions of dollars in a player you're going to take with the eighth pick of the first round. And I think you need to feel good about the chances that that guy's going to come through for you. Carter lost me when he didn't pull over, run down that hill to see if he could save somebody. Now, see where Todd McShay says that the Falcons take Nolan Smith at number eight. And again, they've been in business over 50 years. They've never taken a, a Georgia Bulldog player with the first pick of the draft. Their draft, first-round pick. They've never taken a Bulldog player there. And what makes you think they're going to do it now? Did, the, did Nolan Smith really move up that much in the from his uh, combine showing? I think this is, a, you know, I know McShay is a, a draft insider. But I would not take Nolan Smith at eight. He's, what, 6'2", 238? So he's undersized as far as manning up on the defensive line and getting after the quarterback. I don't see, I have not seen him as a outside linebacker look really good in pass coverage. Now, I know he ran the 40 great, and he's a great leader, and I appreciate everything this young man has done at the University of Georgia. But I wouldn't take him at eight. There are too many questions as far as his ability to man. And how many sacks did he have last season at Georgia? Three, three and a half. And you're going to take him at eight. I would disagree with that one, too. I would say no to that. Now, I'll tell you, Bulldog, I would take it, number eight, Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle. There's some beef for you, Buck. And in that scenario, I would say... I would say uh, to Caleb McGarry, see you later.
We appreciate your help over the last four years, but you are, as Nick Saban would say, gone. Gone. Hit the open market. We're not going to pay you uh, $18.2 million to come play right tackle again this season. We are not going to uh, lay down a long-term four-year, $71 million deal paying you over $17 million a year to be a specifically a run blocker and a below-average pass blocker. And in that scenario, I would take Broderick Jones with that eighth pick of the first round. A guy that that already is polished as a pass protector. And again, this is the National Football League. You're going to throw the football. You need a guy that can pass block. Just some thoughts there. It's a big day for the Atlanta Falcons. What are the Ravens going to do with Lamar Jackson? 404-231-1680, the number, if you want to jump in here. Got some, um, I'm trying to keep it real. Got some big opinions out there for you if you want to jump in. Fontenot's Falcons have already passed on a couple of quarterbacks in the previous two drafts. We passed on Kenny Pickett last season. What'd you see out of him up in Pittsburgh? Not a whole lot. Passed on Justin Fields in 2021. And now there's talk about maybe trying to do a deal with the Bears and get him back down here. You've already passed on those two quarterbacks. Water under the bridge. Can't wait to see what happens next. Let's get to a nugget. Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, some news coming out of Austin, Texas. Hook em horns, baby. We got Steve Sarkeesian out there running the Longhorn program. Former Falcons coach. He has said something that... You know, I really rolled my eyes at when I saw this yesterday that Sarkeesian says there's going to be a quarterback competition at Texas during spring football practice. Well, duh. Quinn Ewers had some moments a year ago, had some moments at quarterback. There were times where you looked at Quinn Ewers and you say, you know, this kid, he's going to be a fine quarterback soon. And then there were other moments where you said, wow, that's, that mullet looks terrible. And where he didn't make the greatest decisions in the world. And then you go out and you sign Arch Manning. Many people thought the uh, top-rated recruit in, in the class a year ago. Well, Sarkeesian says he's opening up the quarterback spot for competition during the spring. Well, duh! Who didn't know that? You didn't go get Arch Manning to come ride the bench for a couple of years until Quinn Ewers was out of there. No siree. On the recruiting trail, they looked the Mannings in the eye. Sarkeesian did. So you show up in Austin, Texas. You sign with the Longhorns. We're going to hook you up with this NIL deal. But we're going to let you compete with Quinn Ewers for the starting quarterback job at Texas. How about that? And the Mannings said that's exactly what we want to hear. So no revelation here. I mean, Sarkeesian, you're just telling telling us something that we already knew. Sure, there's a quarterback competition going on. You didn't sign Manning to have his 
but sit on the bench for a couple of years? There's your college football nugget. Just crazy talk. Let's take a couple of calls here. We've got Jeff joins us on 680, the Buck Baloo Show. Jeff, how are you, man? Thanks for coming on. Good. How are you doing today, man? Man, we're doing well. Uh, when you're talking about the Falcons and the draft, I know there's a lot of options. To me, it's got to be defense. Um, when you have all this uh, cap space that they have right now, I really think you have to rebuild this defense because it's kind of suffered the last few years. We've had to let some good players go in free agency. Uh, I just really think that defense needs to be a first priority this year. It might be tempting to take a quarterback, um, but I think defense is number one. Yeah, and I've been saying I believe they're in a great place to take the top-rated cornerback in the draft with the way the draft is shaking down. That Three or four cor- uh, quarterbacks will be taking before the Falcons come up at eight. Yeah. And you've got a couple of defenders, uh, Will Anderson Jr. He'll be off the board. So apparently the, the top-rated corner would be on the board for you to take at eight. And I think that's something that you would should seriously take a look at. Bill joins us on the uh, the fan, Buck Baloo Show. Hello, Bill. Hey, Buck. How are you doing? Man, we're doing well. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. Hey, um... So I think it's an embarrassment of riches as far as the uh, Bulldogs' um, potential for the draft. Um, but we know the Falcons are not going to draft any Bulldog. Um, I, I agree with you that Broderick Jones would be a great pick. Um, but don't sleep on Nolan. Um, the, the, the way that they played defense, the edge rushers, they didn't that, – that's not how they um, – how they structured their defense to have major sacks from the outside. And he was out half the year. And at the end of the day, Jalen Carter is the best player in this draft. So I would be ecstatic with any one of those three. Hey, we appreciate you calling in. Yeah, we'll uh, look forward to seeing how that unfolds. No doubt about it. I think we agree, Buck. One of our biggest concerns about Nolan Smith, or at least for me, is just setting the edge, being physical well, enough. I'm thinking uh, Vic Beasley. I, I don't want to call him Vic Beasley. Well, I think two two thirty five. I see him as a better Vic Beasley. And that Same I, stature. It might just be... Uh, be uh, same size a little bias in that but he's got i think he's got a better move i think he likes football more i think he cares about being a good football player well, yeah i like all those and intangibles a that little he's bit got. thicker and stronger than Vic. but Beasley. he's going to have an offensive tackle the six foot eight 340 pounds grabbing him coming is, yeah, off the edge that's what we agree on that yeah i mean he he doesn't have the size to and be. then is he going to get gobbled up in the run game that's a whole new world in the national football league when you look at the size the mammoth size of these offensive tackles out there those are my concerns. Hey, your next chance to get registered to putt for Porsches with Nick and Chris coming up tomorrow, 11 to 2, at my PGA Tour Superstore. No, I don't own it, but I'm in there a lot. In Roswell, Oakland Bridge Road. So uh, stop on by, your chance to sink a putt and win a 2023 Porsche Macan from Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta. You probably heard the finalist is guaranteed to win a Breitling Avenger automatic stainless steel watch from our great friends at Brown and Company Jewelers. And all 16 grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter valued at $300 and a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. I could use one of those. 
Putt for a Porsche brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy, Porsche North Atlanta, Brown & Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. For more information, go to 680thefan.com. Let's get to the roundtable. The Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, the Bulldog Roundtable. Do you know what's going to happen a week from today over in Athens? The Bulldogs will be on the practice field. Spring football practice getting underway. Next Tuesday, they will have a total of 15 practices. And then G-Day coming up on April the 15th. Hope to see you there. Storyline number one, who replaces Stetson Bennett at quarterback? Will it be Carson Beck, Brock Vandegriff, Gunnar Stockton? Can't wait to see that unfold. Who will replace Keeley Ringo at the cornerback spot opposite Kamari Lassiter? Can't wait to see how that unfolds. To me, that is storyline number two. Running backs loaded. Receiver is deeper than it's been in years. Tight end looking good with Brock Bowers coming back. I'm a big fan of Oscar Delp and what he can do. Lawson Lucky coming in, another freshman tight end that can play. Offensive line should be one of the better ones you're going to see this year. Defensive line... Got some guys, uh, Ingram Dawkins, Bear Alexander, Stackhouse, Brinson in the interior. Uh, Michael Williams, Marvin Jones coming off the edge. Got a couple of linebackers inside that are big-time players. Uh, Bullard, the nickel corner, Starks at safety. This Georgia defense looking like it will also be one of the better defenses you're going to see. Can't wait to get over in Athens, uh, to Athens and see what this 2023 Georgia team is going to look like. And there's your Bulldog Roundtable today. DT, let's do the top five. What do you say? Let's roll, man. I'm ready with it. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Pardon me, Buck. I didn't think we had time for the top five. Let's I run think through we it. All yeah. right. Well, um, some uh, some some conjecture coming out lately in the top in, in the NFL, I should say. Uh, is Derrick Henry available, Buck? And would you want to see him? In a Falcons uniform. Uh, no. The 29-year-old Well, the back. Titans are shopping him right now. 29 years old. How much tread is left on the tire? Plus, we've got that rookie that looked really good last season. Didn't he gain 1,000 yards? Algier. Tyler Algier. Yes, there you sir. Go. I don't know if we want an old running back coming in here. That doesn't seem to be the formula, signing running yeah. back or trading for and or signing free agent running backs when they're 29, He'll be a free agent at the old. end of the upcoming season. So that's why they're shopping him. I understand the Panthers would love to have him. Take him. 
I wouldn't take him here in Atlanta. No, no not I, at this point. And, and earlier in his career, yeah. And right now, no. I think everything of Derrick Henry. And the truth is, we've all been waiting for him to fall off for these last couple of years. And he just doesn't do it. I'm glad he's not stiff-arming me. Yeah. yeah. It's good. The, the end has to come eventually, Buck, though. All right, Buck, I, I just see this here. Of all the uh, all the news we've had in sports lately, who are you happy for today? Who am I happy for today? Some good news, huh? Yeah, let's talk happy. I'm happy for Geno Smith, who went into yeah. Seattle and played his tail off. Good call. All pro season, completed 70% of his passes, uh, three-to-one touchdown to interception ratio, threw for 4,000 yards, got him a three-year, $102 million deal with the Seahawks, paying him 34 a year. I'm happy for Geno Smith, and I'm happy for Lorenzo Carter. Yeah. Two-year deal coming back. We'll have that Falcons uniform on, coming off the edge. Solid football player, high-character guy, happy for Lorenzo. He will stay in this part of the country playing for the Falcons. Let's get him some running mates on that defensive line, Buck. Yeah, how many edge rushers do we need, though? I mean, seriously. Not enough. We've drafted, like it seems like, about uh, 30 guys over the last couple of years, and there's still talk about taking another edge rusher. We've already talked about it on the show today with Nolan Smith. I I mean, how many edge rushers do you need? More than they have right now, Buck. All right. Let's move to golf a little bit. Big one coming up. We got the players this week. But one of the Play-a. best. The players. One of the best fields in all of golf. So all the best golfers in the world will be there. Well, outside of a couple of live guys, I guess. But name a couple of the world's best golfers that will not win the players this week. Well, I don't think Scotty Scheffler's going to win. Okay. He's been up there around. He hadn't won recently, but he's been up there. Well, look, the there's top. been a bad trend with Scheffler there at the players at Ooh, TPC Sawgrass. He's, he's finished 50... 55th or worse the last two years when he's been playing his best golf. So there's something about the course there that Scheffler's not comfortable with. So I wouldn't look for him to win. I wouldn't look for Jordan Spieth to win, too. We're talking about TPC Sawgrass. You got water on 17 holes. It really rewards a guy that can put the ball and play off the tee. Spieth has been loose off the tee here. I mean, he's hitting it all over the... He looks like me hitting tee shots. And we saw what there. happened when he was in contention this past week. I mean, it week. is penal at TPC Sawgrass when you're loose off the tee. So, he had a top five the first time he played down there. He has not been inside the top 40 since. So, there you go. Scotty Scheffler, don't put your money on Scotty or Jordan this week. I but, um, We'll no. keep our eye on that tournament. Looking forward to that, Buck, right? All right. Give us some uh, knowledge quickly on Clemson starting spring practice, fo- spring football practice yesterday. Yeah, so they're going to have a new offense, right? Garrett Riley, they got in line first and grabbed him. He was the TCU offensive coordinator, Lincoln Riley's younger brother. They bring him in at Clemson. Say goodbye to Streeter, who a lot of the players really loved. And Garrett Riley is changing the offense at Clemson. New scheme, new terminology. It's a balanced air raid attack is the way they describe it. And Cade Klubnick, the sophomore quarterback, has got to learn this new system. You know, I always found it sort of odd that a coach like Riley would come in and he'd make everybody else learn his system. Instead of him altering the system, maybe keeping a lot of the terminology the same to make it easier on the players. And then the other question I had about Riley in that national title game, they've got this receiver that will go in the top 15 picks of the first round. He had one catch in the game. I put that on the offensive coordinator. What are you doing, Garrett Riley? 
So he's got a lot to prove up there at Clemson. Looking forward to seeing how this works out. All right, Buck, back to the NFL very quickly. We've already talked a little bit about this. A lot of conjecture. Who is the best quarterback in this NFL draft? And is it? C.J. Stroud. Is it C.J. Stroud or Bryce yeah. Young? I was going to say it's maybe yeah, you're not Stroud. allowed to say them. But yeah. And it's not even close. Over Bryce Young, yeah? And uh, Anthony Richardson. Some people have fallen in love with Richardson. But, yeah, C.J. Stroud. Simple enough there Woo! from Buck. I like it. Five there you go. on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Hey, stick around. Nick and Chris are coming up next, and you can tune in to the Business of Sports segment each week on their show. That's presented by Southern Company. Man, if it's impacting business in Atlanta, Nick and Chris have got it covered on their show. That's the Business of Sports presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy for all the customers and communities they are privileged to serve. We'll come back with another exciting segment. A little Braves talk. Good news for you Braves fans out there. We'll talk about it next. Blue Show here on The Fan. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Show here on the fans 680 and 937. Final segment of today's show. I'm guessing I'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully. And uh, today, a big day in the National Football League with the franchise tag. So we've been all over that. I have not, I will refuse to ignore the Atlanta Braves, though. On a day like today. On the Braves, it's time to go shopping. All right, Braves taking on the Red Sox tonight. 6.05 start, Northport, and we've got our top pitching prospect going in the game, Jared Schuster, going tonight. We might see some of him during the course of the season. If we've got our uh, fifth starter in the rotation or one of these guys is uh, injured or miss a couple of starts. Which is almost certain to happen, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. So we're going to see this guy a little bit. You can hear all the action right here on 680 The Fan, the home 
of your Atlanta Braves. Thank goodness for the Atlanta Braves. That's how I got the show started today. All right, the good news is that the Braves, you're going to be able to see the Braves this year. Bally Sports will televise 149 games. Now, there's some bankruptcy uh, reports looming out there. But uh, Bally's, Bally Sports will broadcast 149 of these Braves games this season in Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, North Carolina. And uh, even if I think bankruptcy does go down, you're going to see this process play out where you'll be able to see the Braves this season. So there's the good news. Braves making some money, too, man. Did you see the bottom line? Generating almost $600 million last season. I got to make my paper. Good times for the Bravos. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, coming up on tomorrow's Buck Baloo show, we've got Chris Mortensen will hang. Great time to have Mort on with all this going on in the National Football League. Franchise tag, free agency, the draft, combine. Mort's going to have the latest on all of that on tomorrow's show. Plus... ESPN's Mark Slayball will join us. Exclusive Kirby Smart interview that he had over the weekend. You heard some of that yesterday. And we'll talk to Mark about what he learned in that interview as far as the culture goes over in Athens at UGA. Plus, Slayball also doubling as a golf reporter. He's going to be live. We're going to get a live report from the fifth major down in Ponte Vedra, the players getting underway, and Slaybaugh down reporting on that fine event. So we'll talk to Mark about that also. And there's what we've got going on on tomorrow's show. Celebrating our 30th anniversary, the Fan and Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, we're teaming up for our March Mania trip giveaway, and Harris is offering a Deeply discounted room rate for fan listeners to join us on March 16th, the opening of the college basketball tournament. Trip for two includes a two-night stay at Harris, round of golf, plus you get to say uh, hello to all the 680 The Fan guys. The Fan Generation Fan March Mania Extravaganza is brought to you by Corona Extra and Modelo Especial. That's going to do it for me. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. You get- the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. 
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.